Hi, I'm P, and this is my podcast. So, here's whatever episode this is of the podcast. Right now, the washing machine's going, so you could probably hear it. I'm going to get into the first question. How do I transmute the idea that I have to work hard to get what I want? I thought I was over this, and I realized that being cool with not... And I realized that being cool with not completely being over it is part of it. Yeah, so... All right. Transmitting the idea that you have to work hard to get what you want. First thing I would say is what is an alternative belief and can you access the version of yourself that believes it? So that's that's one thing that you could do is timeline jump into the version of yourself who believes in an alternative truth to that. Now, your alternative truth to that, you will know. I will not know that alternative truth, but I could a- just ask yourself, what's something else that I that I could possibly believe Instead of this, I would like to experience the version of myself who believes that. Call them forth, exist as them. That's one way of doing that. Another way of doing that is being okay with the part of yourself who believes that. Be okay with the part of yourself that believes that you have to work hard to get what you want. Because there could be a part of yourself that wants to work hard to get what you want. And that's okay. There are some people who want to work hard to get what they want. And that's sexy. So figure out if that's something that you want to actually be okay with. There's like a lot of talk in the spiritual community. It's I have a, a qualm. I'm always talking about my qualms. But I have a qualm with like the excess of femininity <laughs> in the, the, the spiritual community of just like receive, 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 relax, don't, don't do stuff. And I'm like, okay, some people are here to do that. Some people are here to like do shit and like be aggressive about it and that that's okay they're allowed to do that you know i tend to lean more into the feminine energy i have times of like just sudden masculinity where i'm just like let's let's do stuff i personally don't believe in doing the hard work thing i do believe in doing stuff my partner believes in doing hard work and that he enjoys that so just like what do you actually enjoy make sure that the spiritual world dogma is not informing your decisions on what is correct and what is incorrect allow yourself to make those decisions that's the second thing i would say the third thing i would say that kind of goes with that second thing is okay so a part of yourself believes that you have to work hard to get what you want that part of yourself might always exist. Consider the possibility that that part of yourself is always going to exist and there's always going to be a part of yourself in your body that's going to be like, you have to work hard to get what you want. How can you make friends with that part of yourself? And what I mean by that is like not make it something that you're fighting against. Maybe telling that part of yourself like, you might believe that I have to work hard to get what I want, but that's not what I believe all the time. I actually believe something else sometimes. And so just kind of playing with that part of yourself and not seeing it as something that has to be removed from you. Those are three things that I would suggest. And so maybe I will help, I will help three different people. Who knows? Next question. Hi, P. So glad you exist. Thanks for being so engaging with your followers. Oh, wow. Thanks. Sometimes I feel weird because I'm like, I feel like I'm not engaging enough, but like I, only, I, I, 
it's hard for me to socialize. Like even in real life, I just kind of want to be silent and not interact with people. But I do try and I, I try not to force myself, but I do try. So thank you. Just curious, your quick initial thoughts on a manifester and MG romantic relationships. I'm the manifester. My partner, my new partner is the man gen first positive and negative associations that come to mind. Something like that. Okay. Well, you can, any type can date any type. My first thing. So I am a man gen who is surrounded by manifestors and something that I realize with manifestors and me specifically in those types of relationships that I feel very free around manifestors who feel free. However, when manifestors feel constricted or when they're contorting themselves or shrinking themselves and like trying to not offend people, it literally makes my skin crawl. I like, I don't, I don't, I don't have any sort of like reaction to any other type doing that, but manifestors, it makes me feel like I'm choking. And I've like, <laughs> I've told my manifestor friends this, I'm like, can you not be in that space around me it makes me feel cramped and like I don't know how else to explain it so if the man if the if the m if the mg the m what the hell am I saying if the mg gets a little spicy with you and tells you to express yourself and like be honest and like be yourself it, it could be that they're feeling energetically cramped my my theory about this is that the manifester you all are designed to create space like just to make like to clear out space and so manifesting generators are like we exist to just like teleport around spaces and exist just wherever there is space and so when we feel a manifesto in our vicinity we're kind of expecting there to be spaciousness and freedom and when it's not there it's kind of like excuse me (laughs) and so just allow yourself to be more free how free will you allow yourself to be in this relationship it is going to encourage the manifesting generator that you're with they will be able to expand and stretch out even more that is my i think that's a mix of positive and negative associations yeah Uh, also y'all gonna talk a whole lot that's it just a whole lot of talking about nothing and that's cool next question Hey, P, cool podcast, very motivational and validating. Sweet. So I just decided to look up what my incarnation cross means. And it shook me. The, 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 the juxtaposition of opposition. Jesus Christ. I don't, I can't, talking? What's happening? Anyway, it shook me because I spent years trying to repress my opposing nature because the tension it causes can feels painful but also feels boring and weird to repress so now how do i honor it in a in a ooh, child in a in a productive way any insight would be cool mm. i'm feeling into this into my body sorry <laughs> the visual that i'm getting in my body is like two repelling magnets in the body like stretching out the skin that it's in and so like being stretched out is painful when you're not flexible. And so allowing yourself to be flexible, don't harden your skin. Let yourself be soft with yourself in either side of the opposition. Not letting yourself be too rigid is what I would recommend. Letting yourself be a little bit more floppy about like who you are, not trying to because the thing is, like, if you're a juxtaposition, you're a pretty solid human being anyway. Like, that's just a very, like, foundational solid energy. And so, like, trust your solidness and try not to be any more rigid than necessary. Let yourself be contradictory and not make any sense. That's that's what I would say. And don't don't overtach to your identity. Like to any ideas about what your identity is let yourself just exist in that natural solid energy that you have it's just it's just there and let yourself 
flop. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's what I would say about that. Do, 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 do. So the reason it's taking, like, make, I'm reading these questions weird is because I have a new way of the questions being uploaded into, it's not being emailed to me, it's being uploaded into my drive. And so it's in a chart and these chart, what are they called? It's, it's like a Google doc thing, but it's the numbers one. Anyway, they are very long. So I have to scroll sideways. I can't read it all at once. So if I'm taking a long time to read things, that's why. Cool. Next question. This question is in regards to... I better be recording. It would be crazy. Okay, cool. I am. Sweet. This question is in regards to timeline jumping. The concept immediately resonated with me. We're taking splenic cartwheels. Woo, fun! I've been listening to you for a while, but I've only just started incorporating your timeline jumping meditation a few weeks ago. Things happen very fast. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I feel like I was existing in a completely new dimension. Yep. This is obviously the aim, but it's wild. Those first, those first, Jesus Christ, those first hits. Thank you so much. Oh, okay. I, I, I don't know if that was any more of the, I don't see any more words. So I guess it's just, just a shout out. Sweet. Thanks so much. Yeah. So it, it can go fast. Things can move pretty quickly. So I think it's it's important to not over-identify with what you're experiencing or your physical reality, because when you over-identify with your physical reality, it can be extremely shocking how fast things can change. And that can also cause you not to like jump because your nervous system is like, excuse me, what the fuck? Like, you're not going to just do that that quick. That's really wild for you to do that, which is totally fine. You know, fortify your nervous system. But when we overattach to our physical world and our physical reality, our identity, what we're experiencing, things can move a bit slower, which is totally cool. Things can also just suddenly move fast if that's what you're into. I don't think that fast or slow is right or wrong. Some people want to move faster than others. Some people want to move slower than others. But um, yeah, they can move fast. And so anyone who is like, you kind of have this feeling that things don't have to take as long as like people keep saying that they have to take. <laughs> they don't have to take that long. Also, I'm a 5-2 MG sacral and splenic with no emotional authority and I'm single definition. So like I'm probably one of the fastest moving energies possible in a human design chart. So it's important that like you don't think that speed is is some sort of measure of value if, if like against yourself, because maybe you don't want to move as fast as like I move or this or, you know, this person who submitted moves, you know, but yeah, things can move fast. I don't I'm I don't know. That wasn't a question. And I'm answering it. And I think that's why I'm talking in circles is coming. I'm trying to answer a question that wasn't a question. Cool. Next question. Hi, you mentioned the throat and solar plexus. <laughs> you mentioned the throat and solar plexus connections in a recent post about shame. You said the power that holds. I'm a manifester with the channel of transitoriness, and I wanted to hear that hear you talk about what that meant for you. Yeah, so when the solar plexus is connected to the throat, you have the power to express specifically like spiritual energy. The solar plexus is a spiritual awareness center. The way that I see the solar plexus is that it's a place where you become aware of spirit. You become aware of spirit through sensation. And so when you have a throat to solar plexus connection, like the channel of transitoriness, you can essentially like throw spirit out of your body. And I don't mean I don't mean that like 
you are removing emotion from yourself, but you have the ability to express an extremely powerful type of energy that like it, it, it can enliven people like it can it can shake up the world. It's very great for art making. It's great. Very great for like storytelling and just like being alive in general. It's soup that that your channel specifically is very adventurous. I feel like one of my one of my best friends has this channel as well. And she'll tell me stories of like things that she's done or been through. And I'm like, what? What? Like it's the y'all's lives are a movie. And I feel like that is so cool and like powerful and magical and alien like and that oh, that specific channel. But just overall, the solar plexus connected to the throat. It's a it's you have power because it's the, the solar plexus is a motor center. It's a place where where it's kind of like an engine in the body, a little different than the sacral. But the type of power that comes out of there is it, to me, it adds texture to being alive. Like it's it's the thing that makes people feel like it's like another dimension of reality to me. The sensations that that are brought forth into reality because of that. I love listening to musical artists with defined solar plexuses because it feels like they're pulling me into their world or they're pushing their world out into my world. Almost actually, that's a better a better description of that. I hope that clarifies. Do, 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 do. What's your process for expressing and transmuting unwanted emotions such as self-loathing you referenced on your IG? So my process for expressing and transmuting unwanted emotions, self-loathing. Well, so expressing the emotion is like letting the emotion say what it needs to say and then transmuting. I like to do my shame, specifically when it comes to like shame, I like to do my shame somatic practice. It's actually an audio that I created when I was just overwhelmed with shame just because like I'm not used to having as many eyes on me and I actually like energetically slowed down the way my following was growing because I was just like what the fuck is going on and it felt really weird for me so I feel better about that because I've slowed that down but I like to like do visualizations and like somatic activities and it's like hard to describe I kind of just create them as it's happening like as it's I don't know it just comes out of my body and I'm like oh I need to do something with this so they're all different the, the last one that I did so like that's that's how timeline jumping was born because of like somatic practices in my body that like I was able to visualize and see happening and so I just like wrote it all down and then did it again and and helped other people to do it same with the shame audio so if you're experiencing like shame or self-loathing specifically i would try that out but like overall i'd say the the, un, the overarching thing is letting the spirit of that emotion express itself and then <sighs> transmutation it's so hard i don't know how to say it with words it, like feel it in your body and remove the judgment from the feeling and let it feel like what it is without your human idea of what it's supposed to be. There we go. Boom. That is what I do. Yeah. Hi, P. Got your timeline jumping. Oh, sorry. Next question. Hi, P. I got your timeline jumping audio earlier this week and had a great jump. Fun. How often do you recommend doing it? I'm still integrating this change, but I have the urge to boost it more with jumping. Is it possible to overdo it? I don't want to tire myself out or subconsciously reinforce that the first jump wasn't strong enough. Okay, so I love that way that you ended that question also. Let's see if I can remember to talk about that. But uh, I actually get asked this question a lot. There's like a reason why I don't like 
have it anywhere, how often you're supposed to jump, because I feel like your body will let you know. I, I've, I've answered this before, but like for me, I jump and my timeline feels stale when I'm like kind of like bored and I'm like, okay, we did that. Next thing. That's when my body's kind of like, I want to. It's like when I eat the same food for too long and I'm because I have the tendency to eat the same type of food for like a long time, like not consistently, but like I'll eat at this breakfast place like two or three times a week and I'll get the same type of thing repeatedly. And then after about two months, my body's like, I never want to eat that again. And so when I feel like that about what I'm experiencing, I'm kind of like we're done. Then I jump, then I jump again, but everyone feels differently. So that's what I would say is like feel into when your body is kind of like bored, stale and then jump again. I think it's possible to overdo it. If you're jumping out of desperation, I feel like that's the only time that you're, you're not, you're going to want to not jump is when you're doing it from a place of desperation. And so tiring yourself out, like, or, oh, sorry, subconsciously reinforcing that the first jump was not strong enough. I think it's okay. If you feel like the first jump wasn't strong enough and you do it, do it again. I wouldn't like feel like that's wrong for you to do. If that feels like the next best step, do that. Just like, where are you coming from when you're jumping? That's the biggest thing is like, what energy are you moving? Like, bringing into the jump if it's not you running away from your life or desperation you're good no worries next question last question can you please talk about what energetically occurs when two people's realities interact with each other for example one person is thriving and in love with the life they've created and the other person is unhappy with the life that they're living creating does one person's life energetically ripple out and create opportunities for the other yes so Okay, so the way that I see this is that we all have these like orbs around us. It's it's like aura maybe for some, but like there's orbs around us. Our orbs kind of like bounce off of each other. We also plug into each other's energy and we can like close off those connections and open them at will. But just like even speaking in human design terms, you have other people's energy like traveling through your body when you interact with them for, you know, and they're you're in their org vicinity or if you're taking in a lot of their content and things like that. So the ripples I feel like can influence other people, but the people have to engage with the influence that's coming in and choose how to use that. So I'm feeling like what I'm saying is not making sense, but maybe it is. So I'm going to keep going. So let's say you interact with someone who is experiencing a life that you enjoy and you are unhappy. If you like their org bubble like bumps up against yours there's a couple things that can happen you can experience negative emotion that's absolutely fine totally fine but what how you decide to engage with that person's energy after rubbing against you is what is going to cause the the ripple to either happen in a helpful or unhelpful way so let's say you rub up let's i'm trying to think of me a personal example i like personal examples that's helpful I'm trying to think of the last time I experienced jealousy because that's a very powerful, I feel like, example of this. I know I have experienced it recently. It's usually with like people's houses that I experience that because I like I love beautiful houses. So I saw someone's house on Instagram and I was like, oh, I love it. And this person is also like they they are like, I think they sell like crystals or something like that. And my first response was like, Ah, I want a house like that. And this person's like a spiritual like being for a living. Like that's who they are. And they live in this house. It's so sexy. Ah. So 
that was a negative emotion. And then I could hear myself like do two things with that moment. And it was either I could be like, I'm so annoyed. That's the one option. And then the other option was like, wait, hold on. We're kind of like similar. Like there's some similarities here. I might not be that different from that person. And so that means that what they are experiencing, I too could possibly experience. And so when I made that choice, it's like the gate opened up for me to take in that person's energy as something that's helpful rather than something that's like turning my insides out. (laughs) So I hope that answers your question. I absolutely feel like people's lives energetically ripple into other people's, but like it's how people decide to interact with like like other people's energy that dictates how that ripple happens. That's why I love the idea of like mentorship so much is because like I want to hear from people who are doing more than I am doing, doing things in the ways that I feel like I could dream of doing because I'm being influenced by that energy. It's helping me aim my energy towards that thing. But also I can feel their energy pumping into my body and the way that I'm receiving it. Sometimes it can feel like jealousy, but then I change that into like, hold on. It's because I can do it. Like, I wouldn't be able to see you if I if I didn't relate to you. Like, if I wasn't somewhat like you, I wouldn't even be able to, like, perceive your existence. And so I would, I would give yourself credit also. That's what I do when I see someone who's, like, doing things that I would like to do. Sometimes I go into, like, they're better than me, and then that turns into self-loathing, and then I move out of that eventually. But, yeah, totally. You can absolutely make room. That's like how we do anything. We're always influencing each other. That's what we do. We're humans. The monkey see, monkey thing. Monkey see, monkey do thing. Never stopped. All right, cool. I feel like I rambled a bunch, but I'm going to blame me being on my period. I feel like every time I'm on my podcast, I'm on my period. I only get it once a month, so I don't know. Maybe I'm being dramatic. All right, love y'all. Oh, some things. I have some things to say. Uh, so I am started doing like one-on-one. I, I stopped, so I started calling it mentorship and I'm like, ooh, that's sexy. But then I was just like, ooh, I don't want to be a mentor. I want to be like Merlin to King Arthur. And Merlin wasn't King Arthur's mentor. Merlin was his advisor. So I kind of want to be this like sage whispering in people's ear to help them like unfurl into themselves and experience themselves in a really expansive way. So I'm doing that with one-on-ones now. And then I'm going to start doing, I'm going to reopen my group experience maybe late January. The one-on-ones are going to be open again, probably mid January I'm filling into, but that's been so dope it's been so cool like i feel like a wizard next to kings and i just it's super dope love it if you want to do that keep a lookout on my on my igs and my website because that's you know that's where that stuff goes and also timeline jumping tour guides 2.0 is starting january 11th it's on my website it's available for you to jump into but it starts officially January 11th. 2.0, the point of it is like, I kept feeling into this like simplification vibe because I want to make the process like get into people's souls. And and I feel like simplicity is like the best way to do that. Like drinking one herb at a time, if you know what I mean. So like just really isolating things and getting like, like cutting off all the fat or rearranging things. That's what... I've I've been trying to do just turn into a very sharp sword and so that's going to be timeline jumping 2.0 it might even be shorter than the original timeline jumping tour guides like the original class just because I want to remove anything unnecessary and that could be my Virgo moon Virgo rising like tidying and cleaning but I'm really excited about it that is 
on my website. Okay, cool. Announcements done. I'm bleeding a lot and I can feel it. So I'm going to take care of that. Love y'all. Enjoy your, I don't know, holidays, Christmas, Kwanzaa, solstice, New Year vibes, Capricorn, Venus in retrograde, child. Yeah, bye.